There comes a point in most people's lives where we have gained so much life experience and we have taken in so much information and we have acquired so much wisdom that we get to this point where we just learn some basic truths in life, right? We, we just, there's just things that we know. And a lot of times, some of these things kind of come at the same time period for a lot of different people, right? And so a lot of us have learned a particular truth I'm thinking about, and a lot of us learn that particular truth at a particular time in our lives. And since it happened around the same time or, or so, uh, for most of us, we probably learned it the same way, and we probably respond, responded in the same way. And when you get to this point, usually, you know, you get enough boldness to be able to proclaim it to anybody willing to listen, or even to anybody who's pretending to listen, or anybody who's even just standing there. But for most of us, this time came with our parents, and we found out this truth, and we boldly proclaimed to them, and we said, It's not fair! To which every parent has the God-given responsibility to reply with the God-given response, well, honey, life ain't fair. <laughs> Tell me y'all haven't said that to your kids. In our house, we haven't gotten there yet. We've had some practice runs. But I'm living for that day. Huh? I, got it, I got it rehearsed and everything. Depending on where we're at and what time of the day, boy, it's going to come out perfect. Life's not fair. And usually, you know, usually our teenagers, I love teenagers, but come on, let's be real. You know, they'll say that, and we tell them back, and they're just kind of like, tell me that's not true. Molly, don't be mad at me. Come on now. We've all, come on now. (laughs) Now, here's what's really funny. Now, some people, I've said this plenty of times before, and some people are kind of like, what's he saying? After working with youth for, I don't know, what, a decade now, what I've come to realize about youth is really all they are are younger versions of us. Maybe they use different terminology. Maybe they dress different. Maybe their situations are, are, are different. But the reality is, They think a lot like us. Some of the things that are are dear to them, some of the um, uh, principles that they hold on to, they think are important, are not too different than those that we hold as adults. And I think that's something to keep in mind when we're thinking about our children or we're thinking about those darn kids, wherever. They're really not too different than a lot of us. And some people, that, that kind of hurts their feelings or it gets on their nerves and they don't want to hear it, but hey, you know, what do you do? And I bring that up because I think in the church, there are a lot of people who, you know, they've told their kids that same response, life's not fair. Or, and they've been told themselves, but somehow magically, they just found out life isn't fair. Huh? See, they, you know, they, they, and they say, well, no one's put in more hours than I have. No one's worked as hard as I have. No one's put enough effort. 
No one knows everything that I've tried to do. It's just not fair. Duh. Huh? It's not. And it shouldn't be anything new. But a lot of people in the church, that's where they are. Mad about it. Like it's something new. Like it's something we haven't gone over before. Now, I say that, but I want you to realize that I do understand that there are some things in this life that are not fair. Is it fair to be in an abusive relationship? Is it fair to have someone cheat you? Is it fair for someone to, to steal from you or to talk behind your back? Are those things fair? No. And I'm not downplaying any of those things at all. And I'm also not downplaying the fact that every single one of us, if we're honest with ourselves, has had a point in our lives where that's how we felt. It's <laughs> not fair. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't. We've all had those times. But what I think is important for us to realize is there's a way that we can respond. I want you to Think back to the story we just read from Exodus. Last several weeks, we've gone with these Israelites from Egypt. And they've gone across that Red Sea. Y'all remember that last week? Went across dry land. Had walls of water everywhere around them. And yet here they are now, a month away from that event. A month. 30 days or so. And what are they doing? What word popped out of you as you heard that story? There's one word that's repeated and repeated and repeated. Complain. Well, that's all they can do now is complain. Good job, Ron. Give him some bonus points. Complain. Our Bible, our translations don't, don't uh, really indicate it because there's really no way to indicate it. But in the original text, there's actually two words used in this interchange back and forth with complain. We use the one word complain. There's two words that they use. And one of them means, really, just to complain about something. But there's another one, specifically at first when they're talking about the Israelites. And what that word really translates into is that they stopped. And they just, they just, they just stopped everything they were doing. And see, it'd be one thing if they're walking, oh, this is so, that's not what they did. At least that's not the indication we have. The indication is, you know what they say, you know what, I'm stopping right here and I'm not going anywhere. You ever seen that before? Lip hanging out? Stop pointing, that's not nice. We're in church, y'all. That's the impression, that they just, I'm just not going to do it. And then listen to what they're saying. Moses, you brought us out here, I mean, Oh, I just wish God would have taken care of us himself because at least in Egypt we had food to eat, we were taken care of, we had work to do. Can you believe that? Just walking across dry land and now they're complaining. Wishing they could be back over there. What are they, nuts? You and I dare I say can do the same thing in our lives. We can get stuck right there, too. We can just stop right there and just say, I'm just, 
I don't get it. Life's not fair. I don't want to get it. What I think I, what we need to realize is if we just stay there, if we're just stuck, if we're just got our lips sticking out, we're just not going to do it. We do two things to ourselves. One, we forget about what God's already done for us. Two, we can't see where God is leading us. They, they just stopped right there. Oh, I just wish we could have been back. Did not God bring you from all that? Don't sit up in this church and try to tell me God hasn't done anything for you. Because I know that's not true. Because I know my God. Huh? And, and just like those early Hebrew people, you know, we know that the, their journey to the promised land, it really shouldn't have taken that long. But it's kind of hard to get anywhere when you're just... And when we get stuck, we forget about what God has done for us, and we cannot see where God is leading us. Truth of the matter is, life is unfair. But, let me uh, show you something else that's unfair. Jesus told this story one day. Maybe you've heard it. I know you have. We just read it. The story about this uh, landowner who went out to find some workers. And he went out early in the morning. He got some workers to go out to the vineyard. Then he went out again and again and again and again, five times all together, and he brought new workers out <clears throat> excuse me, to work. And at the end of the day, it was time to pay everyone their daily wage. And sure, Jesus sets it up just perfect. We're going to pay the last one first. Give them what he's earned, just so we can make the point. But anyway, so he gives them their daily wage. Now, the people who've been out there all day happen to notice, hey, 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 they're getting the same thing I got. And I'm, I'm stinky, I'm dirty, I got sweat running down my face. I want to go home. They ain't been here nothing but an hour, and they're getting the same amount of money as me. That's just unfair. Oh, y'all know where I'm going. See, I think Jesus is kind of showing us in his way, well, you know what? Grace isn't fair either. Huh? Mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. It is the Spirit, Paul says here to Titus, that uh, where we experience the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He is poured out in our lives. And as a result of this, Paul says, that we become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. What good news uh, this is for us. It gives us the assurance of eternal life, that we have been reborn and we now have that life that God originally intended for us and it is eternal life. It will continue as we continue to live in Him and by the power of the Holy Spirit we grow in the Lord and become more and more like Him. And so we need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We begin with Him. There is this uh, receiving a Ruach rebirth which is the beginning point. But God intends for us to grow, go on from there and to receive more of the Holy Spirit.
to receive the baptism, the fullness of the Holy Spirit that we see was poured out on the day of Pentecost and empowered the disciples and all followers afterward to uh, really to be able to live out uh, what God intended. And we need that so desperately today. But believing is beginning. It's, uh, we can't get there until we have started where God uh, says we need to start. Uh, we need to receive that Ruach rebirth. And it is that first breath of new life that is given to us again, just as the Holy Spirit breathed the life in. I fall. Well, what do you think Eve said? What do you think Adam said? We're... Great peace have they that love his word. Now that embrace this word and nothing shall what? Offend you. Rest in the Lord. It's word. And wait patiently for him. The scripture says in Isaiah 49 and 23, it says, They shall not be ashamed who wait for me. You know the Bible says that? They shall not be ashamed. In Isaiah 49 and 20, who, the last part of it, they shall not be ashamed, who what? Who wait for me. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disgraced. God will not let you be disgraced before the world or before anybody who waits on him. Those who are waiting patiently. You will not be ashamed if you wait on him. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disgraced if you just wait on the Lord and be very courageous. Hallelujah. Be very courageous. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, wait on the Lord. Wait patiently for the Lord. That means without murmuring and complaining. Am I right? Hallelujah. And you will not be disgraced. God won't let you down. Wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, Teach me, Lord, how to wait. One more time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. How to wait. Come on, Sister Betty. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, how to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. They shall mount up on wings as eagles as an eagle they shall run and not be weary they, they shall run and not be weary they shall walk they shall walk and not faint teach us lord teach us lord how to wait yes. one more time they that wait Upon the Lord shall renew, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up, they shall mount up on wings as an eagle. They will run, they will run and not be weary. They will walk, they shall walk and not faint. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to wait. Teach us, Lord, teach us, Lord, how to wait. One more time. Teach us, Lord, teach us, Lord, how to wait. One more time. Teach us, Lord, teach us, Lord, how to wait. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Teach us, Teach Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank they you, that wait yeah. upon the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. shall renew their strength. Their strength. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that a Thank powerful you, word? Yes. That's an awesome, hallelujah. awesome, awesome word. We have no reason to panic. No. You have no reason to panic. No Just wait upon the Lord. And the thing I loved most about that sermon was, Pastor did not promise us that we're going to be standing on the sidelines. There's a guarantee that we're going to be walking through the fire. There's a guarantee that we're going to be in the storms. But what we do when we're in there is what is going to make or break us. Amen? So he's just encouraging us this morning to wait. Be patient. Be patient. God is not going to let his word fall to the ground. Everything that he has spoken, he will bring to pass. It cannot go back void. It has to accomplish what he sent it to do. Amen? Every promise upon your life, he will bring to pass. His word must be accomplished. He will accomplish his word. He will not put you to shame. So hold on. God is not going to put you to shame. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That just blessed my soul. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. This word has fallen on good ground, Father. And we thank you because we, are, we have a responsibility, Hallelujah. Father, 
to just watch over this word, Father, and wait until it brings forth fruit, O Lord. Father, we thank you that though the vision tarries, Father, it shall surely to wait on it. It shall surely come to pass, O God. What you've spoken over our lives, over our families, it shall surely come to pass, Lord. It doesn't matter what situation looks like, Father. It doesn't matter what fairy is we're in this morning, God. It doesn't matter what lion's den we are in. It doesn't matter what prison we are in, O God. But Father, we are standing firm. We are standing in faith, O God. Knowing that your word will come to pass, O God. Knowing that you will not put us to shame, Father. We're standing on your word that says that to be strong and courageous. We're standing on your word that says that to meditate on your word day and night, Father. Be strong. Be courageous, people of God. Father, we thank you. That's your word, Lord. As we wait upon you this morning, you shall renew our strength, O God. We are standing on the stone. We are standing on the cornerstone, the tried stone, the precious cornerstone, the solid rock, Jesus. We're standing on him this day. He is our savior. He is our healer. He is our deliverer, God. Oh, Father, we don't stand. We 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 are not discouraged this morning. We stand encouraged. We stand to change people. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, because of your word. We thank thank you because of your word, Father. Oh, thus far you have brought us, Father. You have been our Ebenezer. And you who has begun this good work in us, Lord, you will be faithful to bring it to completion, Lord. Lord. We stand on your word this morning. For our families, for our workmates, for our finances, for our jobs, for our spiritual lives, God. For healing, for deliverance. We stand on your word. For restoration, we stand on your word. Hallelujah, God. We magnify you, Lord. We cover our lives under the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus of our lives this morning. We bless you. As we leave your house this morning, we are walking out victorious. We are walking out shouting, God. Knowing, God, that you are great. You who is with us, Father, you are greater than those who are are against us. Lord, open the eyes of your people, Father, that they would not be weary. Open their eyes, Father, that they may see where you're taking them today, Lord. Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, Father, we bless you, Lord.